0: Russia's devastating attack on Ukraine has prompted an outpouring of sympathy and solidarity. In Eastern Europe, which once depended on Ukraine, it has also created a network of volunteers, collecting humanitarian aid donations and driving them into Ukraine themselves. NPR's Joanna Kakisis reports from Sprejov, Slovakia. This city of Baroque churches is roughly a 90-minute drive from the Ukrainian border. The locals used to drive to Ukraine to shop or sightsee. Today, they're preparing to drive in nine tons of humanitarian aid. Detergent, dishwashing liquid, Kleenex, we've got beans, some pasta. I'm in a warehouse with Vlad Bench, the tall, red-headed volunteer running this mission. He helps load supplies, all donated, into four giant white fans.
1: Medicine and food goes directly to east of Ukraine. But in the western part of Ukraine, they need to prepare for refugees. They keep tents, they keep uh, sleeping bags, bed linens.
0: Bench, who works as an economist here, made his first humanitarian aid delivery right after the war began. Now he's joined by dozens of volunteers, like Misha Puskarova, who's about to jump into a van filled with diapers and baby formula. And then we're going to go all of us together, one after another, in like a convoy. The bench and I jump into another van, and the convoy begins its journey to Ukraine.
1: You know, when the war started, I wanted to help somehow. I started to call to Slovak institutions, you know, like Slovak government, regional administration, and everybody was not very well organized, you know. I think it was really a shock for everyone.
0: No one could but, believe the war started.
1: Yes, yes. But nobody wanted to deliver the aid to Ukraine's side.
0: One fear is the war itself. The other is bureaucracy. Customs officers sometimes classify the aid as exports. Clearing this up can take six, seven hours. <laughs> Paperwork delays are on Bench's mind as we arrive at the border with Ukraine. A young border guard in fatigues approaches us. Uh, is that a Slovak border guard or this Ukrainian? a uh,
1: Ukrainian? Dobry Ukraine do
0: yep, there's this flag, this blue and yellow flag. Our passports are quickly checked, and we drive on to the customs line. It is not moving. Inside, the customs building is bare bones, staffed by exhausted-looking men in T-shirts and hoodies. Bench hands one of them the convoy's paperwork. But the customs agent rejects it because of a missing phone number.
1: So we need to change all declarations for the cars, you know, so it's crazy.
0: Even when a country's at war, the bureaucracy turns on. It takes us roughly three hours just to cross the border into Ukraine, but less than an hour to reach our destination, Mukachevo. This Ukrainian city has a medieval castle and a very modern display of blue and white patriotism. Ukrainian flag after Ukrainian flag. Look at that, the whole town is lined with them. We arrive at a warehouse in Mukachevo, where local volunteers unload the donated goods from Slovakia. One is Maxim Kovtun, a 42-year-old baker and father of two who recently fled from Kiev with his family. To
1: be a volunteer for me, just to keep my mind calm. So for me, it's somehow the way to be uh, involved and to participate, to support.
0: Bench looks sad as he listens.
1: You know, I am just so sorry for these people, you know, that uh, their lives totally changed. And just thinking, you know, a lot of ideas on how we can help them more.
0: Here, near the border with NATO, Mokachova feels safe. City officials estimate that around 30,000 refugees have arrived in the city of about 100,000, and hundreds more arrive every day. So everyone here is helping.
1: We are in the volunteer center. Uh, It's probably one of the biggest in our city. We are helping everything we can.
0: Including 15-year-old Georgi Palak.
1: As a citizen of Ukraine, it's my obligation, because I'm too young to be a soldier, so Probably it's the way I help.
0: He and his classmates spend all of their free time sorting clothes to give to people who have just fled here.
1: Sometimes it's very hard to look even on them because they are always sad. You need to joke with them, you need to make them happy.
0: He says he believes Ukraine will win this war that Russia started and emerge stronger than before. On the drive back to Slovakia, everyone is silent. We go through a line of trucks and it's quick. But the line for private cars stretches for miles. The cars are all Ukrainian. The next day, I meet Bench and the other volunteer, Misha Puskarova, at a restaurant in Prashov. They say this humanitarian crisis shows how much their country has changed.
1: I think in these post-Soviet countries, like many people, are used to the old system that the state took care of everything. Yeah, my parents, they are like
0: constantly talking about like this is government job. Or <laughs> else, like, it never really crossed my mind. I'm not waiting for government to solve this problem. These grassroots humanitarians transport tons of supplies to their neighbors in Ukraine every week. They're now stocking up for their next trip. Joanna Kikisis, NPR News in of Slovakia, and Mukachevo, Ukraine. iXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get iXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com NPR.
1: This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news, some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out, what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First, every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts.